Welcome everyone to the Almost Cancelled TV News Podcast. I am Peter and I'm joined as always by Connor. Yeah, I'm, I'm still here for some reason. What's going on? But uh, I should warn you right off the top here, uh, there will probably be no episode of this next week. Uh, there'll be one week off. Yeah. Back the following you, you, week. you got no other plans uh, then? Well, I mean, I mean, I suppose I could get a replacement or whatever, but uh, uh, but in the likelihood that there is no replacement, <laughs> I'll just warn them that there won't be an episode. And if there is one with a replacement, then surprise, you get a, yeah. an extra thing. But uh, lately, there'll just be a week skipped, and I'll be back the following week. Uh, but this is DVD News Podcast. We get together and we talk about renewals, cancellations, uh, premiere dates, maybe some trailers, some uh, new uh, show orders, that kind of thing. Uh, so we'll dive into things. It's not a huge week. Not, not a, you know, we're, we're kind of cooling down for summer, which tends to be a quieter period for TV news. Uh, but there are some things here or there. So uh, we'll start off with the renewals and cancellations. I think it's just all renewals this week, but uh, we got a Black Lady sketch show has been renewed for season four by HBO. Uh, I haven't heard of it, but I mean, the title's pretty self-explanatory, so. I, w- I would like to think so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so fair enough let's get in season 4 uh, very good uh, created written executive produced and starring uh, Robin Thede so uh, very good uh, and then we also have our flag means death renewed for HBO for a second season oh sorry for HBO Max I should specify uh, for a second season so, you should specify they're very different things at this point still yes uh, and you know so this is a Comedy from creator showrunner David Jenkins and executive producer and star Tika Waititi. Uh, hmm. So, yeah. Very nice. Uh, so, yeah, Restarby's in it. This is this is like a p- pirate thing. I've, I've, heard, I've heard some people talk about it, but... Oh, I've not heard of this. That, that sounds like exactly <laughs> like... Those two, pirates, comedy, yeah. Sign me up. I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. And the other renewal we have this week is Apple TV Plus have renewed... Uh, Slow Horses for Seasons 3 and 4. This is a Gary Oldman uh, spy show, spy drama. I did not know this existed. Did <laughs> well, you? Uh, be, be honest with me, did, did you know it existed? I did not, no. So, I'm assuming it's already had two seasons, unless they're renewing it before the second season's even aired, which would be very ambitious. Uh, the sixth episode first season of Slow Horses launched in April 1st. The second season... Is going to premiere later this year. Okay, so... Alright, so it's only a couple of months old. <laughs> Alright, I don't feel so bad about missing it then. Yes. And this I season... thought I'd missed like two whole seasons and they were renewing it for three and four and it's Gary Oldman and I was like, oh, surely I'd have seen something, but... Sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, you would assume that one and two get done together if they're going to have the second one ready the same year the first season came out. Must have done. Probably because of his schedule, right? Yeah. So He's a busy man. Oh, indeed. Uh, but uh, there you go, that's renewals. Uh, which takes us on to the trailer we got this week. We have to talk a little bit about Gotham Knights because we got a three-minute trailer. Yeah, Gotham Knights, a.k.a. the best upcoming show of this uh, this season. I'm not going to fall for your attempts to troll the situation. You know this looks like trash. It looks like a CW show. It looks like... 
It looks like there's one of the it most looks like C- the quintessential yes. CW show. It looks like yeah. the most CW show that ever CW'd. Like it, all of it, the it actors does, yeah. have this like you feel too young and like not actory to play roles in a TV show. <laughs> yeah. They all have this like you're all just like you, you all literally belong in a teen magazine I don't know, showing off the latest teen fashion or something. That, that's what you all look like you should be doing. That's probably where they were cast from. And I don't believe for a second that uh, Batman existed in this world, even though they keep talking about the Batman who's just died. Had his head stomped in. Apparently. Uh, and I rolled my eyes when one was like, oh, we need to see if you're the Joker's daughter. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. They said, is it true you're the Joker's daughter? So it's like... I, I'm, I'm assuming it's more just a hair. It's a, you know, it's a, it's just a rumor on the street to give you a reputation. So that's a made-up character who's like the Batman's son in this. Not Damien. So it's a new made-up character. Harvey, which I thought was a weird choice if you're doing Batman stuff. I, I, if you're gonna make up a name, but for for a, a kid, he named him after Harvey Dent, or maybe he adopted him from Harvey Dent after he. I don't know. But, but, but that's my point. Is you say yeah. that my assumption immediately is. Okay, so what's the connection with Harvey Dent? And also, if I recall, Joker's daughter as a character in in the comics was Harvey was Harvey's daughter. I can't Actually, remember. Two Face's daughter, but went by Joker's daughter as 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 a thing. Yeah, I'm sure that was a thing at one point. Yeah, I don't, I don't actually think he's Harvey. By the way, uh, the adopted son's name is Turner Hayes. I think he was calling the cop Harvey. Oh, okay. I remember hearing Harvey a few times. Or possibly Lawyer. Maybe it is literally just Lawyer Harvey Dent. <laughs> Which is weird, because this may be a world where Batman's already happened. But, you know, whatever. Uh, maybe, yeah, you might be right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Tur- Turner Hayes is the uh, character's name. Uh, the name after Ted Turner is a, like a homage to the, the, the one's man in charge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we got a Harper Row. We got uh, Duella, and we got Cullen Rowe. Uh, Duella, that, that's Joker's daughter, Duella Dent. Yeah, uh, and I know that um, Stephanie Brown's in there somewhere. Maybe that was the blonde in the trailer. Who wasn't... I mean, she is technically a criminal's daughter, and that's actually true from the comics. She is a criminal's daughter, but uh, she didn't really seem to fit the other characters that were all, you know, in the, in the you know being arrested at the, in the middle of the trailer. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then, we got we got Carrie Kelly as well though, which I thought mm-hmm. was from this trailer seemed like the best actor in the show, or at least of of the the yeah. other cast. I mean, she seemed like an actual actor as opposed to just a CW model who's here to yes. pretend yes, to be like, an actor. From the from the brief snippet we got of her towards the end of the trailer, she seemed like the most competent of the the younger crowd. It doesn't sound by like a significant that, margin. It doesn't sound like Robin was a thing because the way she says he called me her little Robin when she says she was working with Batman. Makes me think that Robin is like a mantle hasn't existed. No, no, definitely not. So, yes, but th- this is mostly like CW teen drama. It's just right at the very end. He's like, "Well, we have to try and like clear our names because they think we killed Batman, and we have a bat cave." And then it's just like I'm picking up a like it's not even a batarang. It's like a throwing starling thing. Yeah, I think I think technically it falls under the the broad spectrum of what a Batarang is. It's, but... it's in the Batarang family, but I wouldn't necessarily call this specific thing a Batarang. If it's shaped like a bat and you throw it. It doesn't really shape like a bat, though. 
Kind of is, it, 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 but it was shaped like the, uh, like the, the the timber and you know oval bat light symbol, like like that, that the big oval wings. I don't care enough to go back and check, but <laughs> but I definitely don't consider it looking like a bat. But you know whatever. Uh, regardless, it, it, it like it. This I I cannot be less interested in the show. Yet you will still watch the first episode. Only if the patrons vote for it, and they may Which not. Which they will. They will. You don't know what else is going to be out that month. This can still come in like fourth. Everything's going to be out that month because. No, mid-season. no, CW, oh, is it mid-season? Yeah. Doesn't say, even if it wasn't, CW start later than all the other networks, don't they? Typically, they start in October as opposed to September. It may still be a busy month, though, you don't know. Cables and streamings don't, don't adhere to any system. That is true, but I have faith that our patrons have more interest in making you suffer than actually making you watch a good, potentially good show. Yeah, that's what I thought. Sorry, so what what was that that they just made you review this last week? I had to watch the Obi Wan first episode, didn't I? Yeah, yes, you did. And why was that? Because uh, the patrons voted for it. Because the patrons like making you suffer. That was a terrible review, though. So I think they may have learned a lesson. I said nothing of value in that. <laughs> you say that, but they got value out of knowing that you suffered. <laughs> I get no, nothing. I, I said nothing it, good it's in that not, review. It's not about what you say in the review. It's about knowing that you actually had to watch it. That's what, what they care about. If, what if I just turn the, the, the camera on and go, I watch the thing and then just stare at the camera for 10 minutes and then turn it off? <laughs> like, They'll be like, money well spent. Oh, well, they. Uh, I, I think they might be, yeah. Uh, next up, Google My Bath of Raw's Apple TV Plus show, a psychological thriller called Surface. Um, it has got a release date. It will be debuting with its first three episodes on Friday the 29th of July, and then it'll be weekly uh, after that. Um, no trailer yet, but they have released an image of it, uh, but I assume there'll be a trailer before it debuts. I, I just thought so. Yeah. She's a very good actress, so... Ah, yeah, yeah. Uh, set in San Francisco and follows Sophie, a woman who recently suffered a traumatic head injury that has left her with extreme memory loss, believed to be the result of a suicide attempt. As Sophie embarks on a quest to put the pieces of her life back together with the help of her husband and friends, she begins to question whether or not the truth she is told is in fact the truth that she lived. Okay, that's a very typical premise, right? The, oh, oh, are they actually telling me the truth because your memory's lost? I, I, you, you've definitely seen that multiple times before. But maybe it's still good, yeah. It just depends on the angle on it. There's lots of ways does, you could yeah. pursue that, I think. But, uh, like you say, a good actress, so at the very least, the performance should be good. Uh, mm. I suppose I'll mention that we have a, a launch window for a Star Wars show. Yes, we do. Uh, Bad Batch Season 2 is coming in fall 2022. So There was a, there was a trailer for it as well. I don't care. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't insist you watch it because it is a season two trailer. I'm like, I feel like I'm not, I'm not gonna push my luck. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna wait until when we get Ahsoka trailers and you know the other the other trailers. You'll have to watch those, but for now, I, I, I won't push it with season twos. They're making but, a, um, a Ahsoka shack. Uh, sure. Yes. I don't know what plot you're gonna uh, get out of making drinks, but okay. 
There are many a thing you could do about that. Y y yeah, that that's just the premise of your sitcom. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's yes. your workplace, making the drinks. Ah. It's, it's, it's got a bar. Very good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tra trailer looked good, though, for this. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe a little Wookiee uh, Jedi returning from Clone Wars. But, but uh, excited to see more of him. Moving on. Uh, probably worth mentioning here, Stranger Things Season 4, uh, Volume 1, uh, broke Netflix's weekend opening debut records. <laughs> so, uh, maybe their spending per episode is somewhat justified in that it's the one thing they have that seems to still get a, a sizable response and reaction and, and traction, because they obviously you know, have been kind of sliding in terms of their, their stock value and subscribers haven't been growing like they used to be. Uh, although at a certain point, I'm like, everyone has it. <laughs> like, surely there's a, there's a ceiling <laughs> at which point. No, there is, yeah. Uh, they don't see it that way, though. They think they should keep growing forever. Uh, people burn every minute. It's, 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 a, it's a real problem in capitalism. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, you know, so any you know, worries of them not devoting the same efforts into season five, I think, go away when you see like, the the success yeah. and buzz of Stranger uh, Things. And would you believe it, people will still be talking about it in a month's time because it's not all been released at once. Go weekly, you bastards. It'll be even yeah. better. Maybe they'll learn. Do you know what else was a, a huge success for its respective service? Uh, ready, steady, cook? I mean, probably. But also, the, uh, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Will of the Fortune. the Kenobi show was the uh, the uh, the highest audience numbers for uh, any Disney Plus show so far. Uh, not not just the Star Wars ones, but for any Disney Plus show. So Star Wars fans had a bunch of marks, and they all watched it. Basically, yeah. But it was telling to me that that was more than than any of the Marvel shows that seemed to be yes. watched by everyone in the world. Yes. Uh... So, the metric Netflix have put out here is 286.79 million hours viewed in its first weekend. Uh, but if that's what they're always measuring by, then fair enough. <laughs> I don't feel like it is what they're always measuring by. Well, it mentions, the... it mentions that the, the runner-up, what it beat, is Bridget in Season 2, of all things, uh, which was 193 million hours in its opening weekend. Okay. This is such a weird metric, because... It's not comparable against any other service. It means nothing to, to anything except against other Netflix shows okay. because no one else is releasing all their episodes <laughs> at the same time. Well, how about this? Uh, it was number one in 83 countries for the weekend, which is not surprising. But... That's still a Netflix-only metric. It, like, What I'm saying is, yes, it's clearly very good on Netflix for Netflix compared to their other things. But that doesn't tell me how it compares against let's say, I'm, you know, the Obi-Wan Kenobi show because it launched on the same day. Of course, they can go, oh, well, we had more minutes watched than Obi-Wan Kenobi because they launched with seven episodes as opposed to two, right? So it's, yeah. it's such a, a strange metric. to. But there's also like, a gaping chasm in quality between the two, so we have to consider that as well. I can't confirm that, though. Obi-Wan was shit. Just uh, putting that out there. It was not. It was absolute but, shit. Boy. Well, it wasn't. You were bored does not make it shit. There's the difference. Um, but my point here is, if, if, you, if you give us the amount of people who viewed the episodes, that's something you can compare across. Whereas, oh, th this amount of minutes was watched. 
doesn't actually help that much, except against other Netflix shows. So, I don't know. It's very, it, it's a sketchy one for me, that. Hold on, let me, let me go have a look at this other article here from Deadline. Uh, Stranger Things Season 4 premiere episode pulled in 2.9 million US households over the four-day holiday weekend. Okay. Um, while 2.14 million households watched the first episode of Obi-Wan, so it beat Obi-Wan. Oh, okay. I'm not saying it didn't, I, I honestly, I would have been surprised if it didn't. Stranger Things is I mean, I, probably I, Netflix's last big name, right? I don't know how reputable uh, Samba TV is, admittedly, who this is where the reports that come from, but I mean... <laughs> that, that, that's fair. Yeah. But that that's, that's a more valuable metric to me than just minutes watched, because at least I can compare that against other things. Mm. Uh, so... Yeah, it's... it's, uh, it's interesting. Yeah, Stranger Things really does feel like the last big thing that Netflix have in the chamber, and they've only got one more season left, and they're most definitely going to do, like, spin-offs. Yeah, I saw um, an article, I know this is slightly more movie-related, I guess, but while we're on Netflix... Oh yeah, this is the, uh, we're not doing the Vanity Projects anymore thing. Yeah, and, and it's like, yes, I'm not surprised, you're bleeding money and have been for years, this is, this is probably why, because you just threw money at everything. <laughs> It's a weird 50-50 thing for me, because on the one hand, yes, you're just throwing like obscene amounts of money at projects to get creators who wouldn't be interested in the streaming platform interested, like Scorsese, like David Lynch, like whoever. And you're, obviously that's not going to like be a sustainable like money project. It just isn't. On the Bad other, business model. Yeah. Also, you get good content from it. Yeah, but on the other hand, you're kind of also saying we're not going to have all these great creators who might make something interesting and instead we're going to do more safe things that will just make everything that's it they were also saying that they're going to do fewer things but they're going to make the fewer things bigger and more important which could be fine it just it depends like <laughs> depends what the thing is right there, there, like, there yeah. was a point in netflix's history where every week they had a show out that while maybe didn't appeal to us it was like okay you could see there was some effort put into it, and it would definitely appeal to someone. Whereas it feels like maybe they're shifting directions to be let's instead of hitting every individual niche, let's just go for general broad appeal, hit you know mass middle audience, and just go that'll do, and, and that'll rake in enough money to get by. Well, Bridgerton's really big for them, so I, I still think they'll do specific audiences, but just uh, not as many. I think mm. I think they'll, they'll they'll keep doing things that appeal to the same crowd, they'll like a Stranger Things. So they'll keep having something genre-y that's, that's big, and they'll keep having um, something that appeals to, you know, the, the Shonda TV shows like Bridgerton will keep getting pumped out. But I feel like you're going to see a lot less of smaller other things. Yeah. creeping on there but i mean i mean we'll see um i think the duffer brothers are moving on after season five that's at least i think they've got like another project with spielberg or something that they've got lined up for after they're you know when they're done um i suspect that they'll probably be spin-offs whether that's like you know some of the same characters maybe older or something or just like oh no it's in the stranger things universe but we're just doing something over here that's a whole new set of characters whatever it may be i suspect that'll happen maybe good maybe terrible uh, it won't really matter, though, in the grand scheme of things, because as long as the original show is done, you can just ignore the rest of it. It doesn't really matter. But I do expect Netflix to try and milk it, because it's one of the most bankable things they have right now. Yeah, by a sort of margin. They're obviously they're trying to turn Witcher into that. 
between like multiple seasons, (laughs) multiple shows, animated shows, movies. Like they've they're they're determined for Witcher to be a a big franchise for them. Yeah, honestly, yeah, th- that model does not work for me. It's it's part of why I I am you know I'm at a point now with Marvel where, like in Marvel and Star Wars, I think you just kind of throw it together and you know when, when I'm talking about those two things, I'm kind of throwing them together because I feel kind of obviously Marvel did appeal to me more before, but I'm at a point now where they're kind of the same where it's just a constant churning out of things. We need more things that say Marvel. Out. We need more things that say Star Wars on it. Mm-hmm. The odd good thing might slip out, but for the most part, it just kind of feels like lots of content coming off the assembly line. Uh, so, not super a big fan of that. Um, you know, um, which is which is my main thing when I was watching that first Obi Wan episode. I'm like, I'm sure some people will be excited about some of this shit, but ultimately, all I feel is, is you wanted to do another Star Wars thing. You said, okay, we'll we'll do, we'll follow Ewan McGregor Obi Wan in between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, or after the prequel trilogy and before the the original trilogy. And well, someone come up with an idea then. Come up with what the plot's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting to me that, for the record, I actually think the second episode is a lot more original in, in what it's doing. It has she's like, okay, we, 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 I understand what the story is now, as opposed to the first episode, which was just like this tone piece almost it's, introduction. It's, uh, it's a little John Wicky Jedi style, you know, it's yeah. coming out of retirement kind of thing. Yeah, I, actually, I really like the second episode a lot because, and, and and not because it's doing fan wankery things. Uh, it actually has substance in the second episode, I found. Sure. Um, there's definitely some but, fan wankery things in the first episode, though. Oh, I'm not saying there's none in the second episode. There's at least one thing that definitely was there just to get a pop from people. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not I'm not mad that uh, you remind me all the younglings uh, get it <laughs> at the start. But, um, you know, that, that scene to me felt so unnecessary and the only reason why I, th- I mean obviously it kind of transitions because the character who's like running around afterwards is presumably one of those kids who survived but the yeah o- there's two characters in there that i think are part of the show the, uh, oh, there's, sure. there's the but, the idiot talking about and then there's the the uh the inquisitor i'm pretty sure o- she's one of them as well the only reason why i think that scene is there because you don't really need it right for the story to make sense is like you know a scene set during all this like order 66 shit happening it's just there because, like, oh, well, there's not a lot of action this first time. We need someone with a lightsaber doing lightsabery stuff. So let's, let's do a, a big lightsaber moment at the start with this. And that's the only reason why it's there. And I, I don't think there's any lightsaber action in the second episode. There's, there's, there is an action sequence, but it's just like, you know, hand-to-hand. It does feel a bit John Wicky. I will say not as well-directed as John Wick, but mm. in its defense, there's a lot of action stuff out there that's not as good as John Wick. Let, let you know. Uh, um, but it's as bad as Matrix Four. I haven't seen it, so I can't okay. compare. Sorry. Well, the reason um, why it's not, I, it's not bad. It's just not stand out. The reason why I bring that up is because obviously Matrix, and even the sequels to an extent, but certainly the first Matrix is known for being one of the best action, yeah, movies ever. They, the action sequences are spectac- spectacular, and Matrix Resurrections is like what's this crap like TV network TV choppy action scenes. Oh uh, yeah, it's not like choppy. It's not. It's not bad. And you can tell it's going for that John mm. Wick style of action direction. It's just not quite good enough to be at that level. But it's it's fine. Um, but what I was going to my point was it's so bizarre to me. There's a there's a book that came out in like 20, 2012, 2013, a little bit before the Disney buyout, um, just called Kenobi, and it's set kind of in this sort of rough time period of you know you know Obi Wan on Tatooine doing his thing. And 
it, it plays it just as basically as a western with Kenobi, you know, kind of being the uh, you know the, the mysterious stranger essentially in town. And I'm like, you, you had a perfectly reasonable like book that you could just like, hey, we you know we have this and you know, all the rest. Of it. We we can kind of essentially redo, you know, reuse that as an idea as a as a starting point of your show and. Is a perfectly fine idea for what you would do with a Kenobi show, I think, in, in that idea. And yeah. uh, it was weird weird choice to me just to what they because what the show actually is, I did not I did not realise it was going to be that going in. I I would never have predicted this is what it was. What's so funny about it to me is watching that first episode is that it just felt like one of the Marvel Disney Plus shows. So I kind of felt like I knew what I was getting just with a Star Wars quote of paint. Like it, I had the same pacing and tone as one of them. And That's the, fair. the same feeling I get from them, which is like, oh, this is, you know, fine enough, but like, I just, like, I don't really care about anything that's going on. It feels very inessential. Again, I, I think I mentioned this when I talked about how I, I enjoyed Hawkeye, but because I don't watch most of them, I don't have that fatigue that... Oh, you've watched all the Star Wars ones. I have, but from the Marvel ones, I don't have that, like... And, and you say I've watched all the, all the Star Wars ones. There's only been three seasons over, what, two and a bit years? And shorter seasons as well. There's not actually been as there's been nowhere near as many of those. Yeah, I you know for all all the stuff getting thrown around, you know TV seasons having bloated episodes, and maybe there's an argument in there. I will say that the the Disney Plus shows, by and large, a bit too short. They, they've left me feeling like not full. And yeah, I I don't know how long the episode third episode of Kenobi is. I've not watched that one yet, but the first two were. Normal TV length, not normal Disney Plus TV length, yeah. right? They were like 40 to 50 minutes. They were fine. Like, yeah. you know, perfectly right. The, the the appropriate length for what you would expect of a TV episode. Yeah. Even just having six episodes, though, is a bit... bit on the late side. Uh, which is fine if your story fits in that, but I've not felt that they have. I, I've, I've felt like uh, most of the Disney Plus stuff I've watched has felt stretched to fit six episodes. A lot of uh, a lot of things have felt like that, yeah. Like I, I was, I mean, I don't know if if you if you've realized this, but I was very critical of Boba Fett, um, as a show, being, like, I, I think that was seven episodes, and like the first like three episodes or so are, I think, really good. Um, I'm I'm really into them, and then it switches gears and just becomes. Mandalorian season 2.5 and kind of forgets all its plots and interesting things that made it its own show and, and while I'm like as a as a Star Wars fan like okay these are objectively fine scenes I enjoy the scenes it is showing me as a Star Wars fan as part of this Boba Fett show I really didn't enjoy them and uh, so I'm, I, I definitely have had problems with them but that's a, I don't know they've been so I think the Mandalorian seasons were quite good in terms of their pacings. Uh, I mean, maybe you disagree, but I mean, you only saw the first one, so maybe I don't know. Well, I didn't want to come back for the setting, so I mean, I suppose that yeah, gives you some of what you need to know. It it does, but also you were kind of checked out for a long. You, you were never really excited about that. No, I wasn't. No, um, and uh, yeah, some apathy towards Star Wars does play a bit of a part in this, but. Marvel, in theory, is something that I should have cared about, but they've made me apathetic towards most of that as well. <laughs> Through them just churning out more content and it feeling like just more content. Um, mm. You know? Um, as much as... Because there was a certain point as well, we're in the movies as well, specifically, where 
clearly the idea of like having decent CG just like took a backseat in general. And there's a point where you could sort of feel that they're, they're farming these movies out too quick. And for the most part, the CG is plug and play and it's kind of mediocre. And it's like, you're making movies that are like hitting a billion dollars on a regular basis. Correct if I'm wrong, I remember reading something a little while back that on a lot of the Marvel movies, they start the CG. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're going to say. All the directors are even like attached yeah. and working on it. Well, yeah. This is one of the big things that I went to with Black Widow is that you can feel the disconnect of the parts of the movie that were already decided on because they had to start doing the effects on a lot of scenes and then the parts that the director got to actually direct because you can tell parts of that movie that the director had like a vision and a statement and wanted to actually say something about a subject and actually wanted to make a film and then every time an action scene starts it's like oh that's out the window it doesn't matter anymore like because in, in an action movie the action should propel the plot and should like say something or add to the themes of what the characters are going through and it makes sense narratively whenever the action scene happens the last thing you want in a good action movie is for it to feel like the plot just stops so you can have an action scene <laughs> and it doesn't you know the two parts don't fit together yeah i agree but what i was, I was kind of gonna get to is some of the more recent ones that you've seen with the less than great cg mm -hmm. is it possible that those are maybe they're starting that CG a little bit later once directors are actually attached and they kind of know what the movie's going to be from the director's vision and maybe it makes a slightly better film, even with the inferior CG? I mean, I don't think so, just because, like, it's still... Like, I, I, I'm not getting that... Uh, it still has that assembling kind of feel to a lot of how the movie's produced. Now, some of them are still better than others. Like, Spider-Man was, was a more entertaining movie. Uh... Uh, admittedly, you know, there was some cheap pops, I suppose. You know, some easy victories in terms of what they were doing uh, with the multiverse storyline. But um, I, I don't know. It's just this is kind of part of the problem with just churning out content to be, uh, you know, to just to have lots and lots of more stuff on the same IP, right? And Stranger mm -hmm. Things, well, Netflix are relying on it like it is one of those things, and it's no doubt it's going to become one of those things. Um, watching that show it still kind of feels like no these these guys had this idea for what this show was and at least for this five season show it's going to feel like its own special thing and then whatever netflix decide to do after that is probably going to start to feel like franchise yeah. nonsense so, so he's saying it's still in the uh the phase one of the mcu stage where maybe not all the movies were great maybe not every season or every episode of stranger things is great but they all clearly had a vision right that someone was looking at them going okay I know what I'm doing That's here. not a perfect comparison, but sh I would compare it more to, this is the original, like, this five seasons of Stranger Things is the original Star Wars trilogy. And then whatever they do after that will be them trying to turn it into more because they want more. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you get prequels and you get... Uh, the sad thing is as well for Netflix, it's not even a case if they want more, it's, it's kind of they need more because <laughs> otherwise they're kind of screwed. <laughs> they need something. So it, it is kind of interesting and... It's, it's actually kind of weird because we're at this point where we're so used to the way pop culture works now and we're used to the way things turn into franchises. It's really weird watching it, loving what it's doing now, and knowing that I'm going to love, probably, unless they like shit the bed at the ending, but I don't think they will, right? I'm going to love this five seasons, but I know that after this, there's a really good chance that it's going to turn into just content because they want to keep making more of it. 
But for right now, and it's kind of this, in a weird way, I've made my peace with it and I'm not going to be that angry about it when it happens because I'm like, well, you know what? The original thing will finish, it'll be done. And much like Star Wars, I'll just ignore the rest of it and just, like, I don't care. It's fine. <laughs> Life moves on. Um, but it's hard not to feel jaded when you just, like, you get flooded so much and they keep announcing more and more things. And obviously Paramount Plus are, are trying to do it with, uh, with Star Trek. Uh, although the one comparison I'll make in the favor of the Star Trek shows, right? Because the, the writing quality has not been good, uh, by and large, on these modern mm-hmm. Trek shows. Uh, not counting the animated shows, because I've not really delved into them beyond the pilot uh, for, the, for those. But I would say that they have never looked cheap. Right? No. Uh, they have kept up the effects quite spare. I mean, Picard Season 2 was kind of mostly set present day, so they maybe it felt like they were saving money by doing that because it didn't have as much effects work to do, but it certainly, you know, wasn't it's shown its hand. It's definitely been something since the start of this period of Trek. Like, yeah. we had lots of complaints about that opening double episode of Discovery, but it looked visually spectacular. Yeah, and Strange New World so far has been the best written show of the bunch, by far, four episodes in, and it still looks fantastic. And if anything, it looks better because it's not overdoing it with Dutch angles and lens flares quite as... Does it have colour? There's a lot of colours, you know, it's got the blue, the yellow, the red, you know. Because I know, like, the, the poster kind of has a lot of, like, that yellow yeah. and blue, and like, like, you know, like, vibrant colours, as a, opposed to... It's YouTube. a very vibrant show, uh, as opposed to, like, Discovery, which is a bit darker. And, yeah. Uh, so. it's, just, it's just so funny when you're seeing some of these, like... You know, we've seen Marvel kind of build up their universe over time. Like, it was, it was a, at the start, a fairly organic process, right? Yeah. And it kind of turned into this juggernaut and it got people in like that. And and we've seen basically every other company under the sun try and rush to compete with that. And like, okay, we need, you know, we want to we want to do that too. You, you know, you saw DC do it with you know, Man of Steel. You saw them do it with the your, your, your Dark Monsters universe, whatever that one was. The, 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 the <laughs> well, 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 I don't know if you say you saw them do it with the Dark Universe. They tried. Yeah. They tried. They announced they were going to do it and then it completely fumbled at the very, very, very first hurdle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, was that the one where they tried to retroactively make the Dracula movie, Dracula Untold, part of it? I think they, they said they were trying to, but it was, I don't know if it was ever like outright, like that was definitely happening, or if it was like, we might do this, and then when it all failed, it didn't matter, and it was like, let's just move on. Yeah, yeah. But, you, but, but you've seen a lot of it in that. It's so funny to see Netflix doing it with themselves, where they've got like Stranger Things, and you can see it coming to an end, and they're like, shit, we need more. Witcher, Witcher, throw Witcher, throw six Witcher projects at them. And it's like, it's like, and like HBO are doing it with Game of Thrones, where, like, you know, it yeah, came we... to an end and they're like, quick shit, find four or five spin offs. What can we do? Yeah, instead of looking for the next big thing, they just try and keep doing the same big thing again. Yeah. Uh, with, you know, it's exhausting. Uh, even when you like the thing that it started with, because, uh, you know, I'll say this, like, this is maybe a weird thing, and maybe there's just a, a purer feel to it, but I will take a carbon copy sequel that you used to get in the 80s of a movie that was just kind of rehashing it, but at least you'd get one or two sequels. They weren't as good as the original, but they were kind of fun, you know, going back to those characters or worlds, and that was it. Uh, I'll take that. I'll, I'll take a Die Hard 2 over, oh, we have to do a, 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 a spin-off show that lasted all six years. I think there's I think there's a big difference, like I said, between it's a 90-minute movie every couple of years yeah. as opposed to 
if it's, if it's a TV show, is at least a six-hour season, probably. Which, don't, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, there's always exceptions. Better Call Saul is like one of the best things mm-hmm. ever. So, like, there's always exceptions. But you, you do, and I'm sure AMC were pushing for it. Don't get me wrong. But it, it does feel when you watch it like, you know, even if it didn't come from an idea of, oh, we've got all these ideas to do with, uh, you know, Saul Goodman as a character, it does feel like, at least when he was approached, like, hey, could you do a spin-off? Vince Gilligan and co sat down, they thought about it and said, you know what, there's some interesting things we could do with this character. And they, they built a story and a world, or, or the rest of the world. As filled opposed the world. to when AMC spoke to whoever's in charge of Walking Dead right oh, now. Yeah, come up with a title and just think of the show later. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they went, think of it, they went, here's your title, give us a show. <laughs> that, that's what some of these things feel like, though. Like, yeah. I, and I especially felt with Obi Wan in the sense that, like, oh, people want a uh, Ewan McGregor Obi Wan movie or show, right? People have been wanting that for years. So they're like, okay, it's, we're going it's to, easy. Yeah. We're, we're going to announce it. And they show a logo saying Obi Wan. And then they turn around and go, all right, hire someone to come up with come up with what it's actually going to be. You yeah, know? That's fair. You, you have this, pro- you have it in games as well. You have it in movies. You have it in TV. And, and that is, but, uh, and, and comics, right? That is, yeah. is very much the art of creating work for hire the reality is some people are better than others there is a middle ground where you know (laughs) there's a middle ground where you can let some of the ideas formulate a little bit and then kind of you know put out to a team that you want pitches for a certain property and maybe find one that actually sounds like it's got some meat to it (laughs) and weight and there's a story to tell Mm. Uh, rather than just having content exist for content's sake and because everywhere is trying to like farm all of their IP, because this is what the wars turned into. It's turned into, you know, Universal or do it with Fast and the Furious. There's a reason why there's ten of those bloody things now because they don't have a lot of other IP. There's a reason why Jurassic Park came back for them because that's what the that's what Universal had. They had Jurassic Park. They turned Fast and the Furious somehow into this juggernaut franchise as well. I still don't understand how that happened. I, I'll be nor, honest with you. Nor do I. But that's what they've done. But Par- I, I respect that more than I do. Some of these other attempts around sure. that was that was organic. I'll give them that. Paramount, you know, they got Mission Impossible, they got Star Trek, but they found themselves a little bit, you know, because let's face it, Disney bought up a lot of things. Uh, Warner Brothers have a lot of things. A lot of the others have kind of had to like, oh shit, what have we got? And they're mining what they have. And well, it's all good because we got a new Indiana Jones movie coming next year. Oh, that's also, well, that's Lucasfilm, but. Is Paramount still involved in that? I'm, I can't, I'm not sure if they if they still have to be involved in that or not. But uh, um, that'll be that'll be weird though, because it always starts with the Paramount logo, you know, morphing into like a mountain or like a. Yeah, I think it's going to be just a Disney logo now, right? I mean, assuming they put a Disney logo. They may on just have a Lucasfilm, but they might how, just have a Lucas how do you transition film. Lucasfilm into something in the scene? <laughs> it's literally just text saying Lucasfilm. There's not a logo. <laughs> that's that's up to them to, you know, smarter, better men to figure but, out. Imagine the Lucasfilm logo in my head. The only thing I can think of is that it faced like the grill of a truck. <laughs> it's got the uh, the guy, you know, at the side of the Lucasfilm logo, though, doesn't it? There's the little guy in gold. Is there? I'm sure there is. I'll have to look up the Lucasfilm logo now real quick. Cause I'm, sure that, I'm sure there's a guy. So what did they do? Transition to someone holding an Oscar? Like, <laughs> Oh, it's only like one version of it. Even that is 
Yeah. Oh, well. No, that's an older version of the logo, so they can't use that. Which is why, you know, like, say what you want about the Avatar sequels. At least, you know, that's one artist's insane, like, voyage that he wants to go on. That, that's, you know, and don't be wrong, they're going to give him the money for it because Avatar made so much money. But that's James Cameron wanting to make those things. As opposed to someone saying, hey, we need more Avatar, Jim. <laughs> if anything, people are saying, kill it on the Avatar and do some other things as well. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely saying that. I'm going, <laughs> who's asking for this much Avatar? No one. No one in the world is asking for this much Avatar. But, 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 but Jimbo is. And that, that you know, I can respect that in a way that I cannot respect. Here's five more Star Wars shows. And here's, you know, eight more Marvel shows in the movies. But, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to watch the Star Wars shows. I'm not going to watch the Avatar films. Ah, oh, you'll see them eventually. I really don't think I will. Well, that's, that's your loss then, because the king has come home. James Cameron is returning to cinema. And it's going to be delightful. Uh, <sighs> so, I, I mentioned, Joe, I just realised like, yesterday that Jurassic World 3 is out like, next week. Like, it's that soon. Yeah. That snuck up on you, didn't it? It really did sneak up. And I'm like, oh shit, I need to do that in ace soon, I guess, then, <laughs> since it's coming out. Uh, so, weird. Weird, 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 weird. Um, but yes. Oh, that was a bit of a tangent. TV news, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, there's not a lot of news, so I'm actually, okay, I'll, I'll let that go, because uh, there's not a lot going on. Uh, so, uh, Fatal Attraction. There's a TV show coming to Paramount Plus. Speaking of farming your uh, your IP, uh, at least this one's not overdone yet. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah, uh, give them a few years. Amanda Peet has joined the cast of Fatal Attraction. Uh, she joins Lizzie Kaplan and Joshua Jackson, uh, which is an interesting pair of names. I like both of those names. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Uh, obviously, it's uh, you know. Uh, the movie with Michael Douglas and uh, Glenn Close was the, the big 80s hit. So uh, they did a new version on Paramount Plus. So fair hmm. enough. Yeah. Amanda Pete, I remember her. I think she was in the whole nine yards. I want to say that's what I know her from. Maybe a couple other things. But uh, of course, Joshua Jackson, you'll know from Fringe or The Mighty Ducks or Dawson's Creek or Urban Legend. I'm surprisingly quite up on the up with uh, Joshua Jackson's filmography. <laughs> How? Because I've seen Why? all those things. I, I've seen all those things. I care about some of them, in fact. No, a very strange man. Not all of them, obviously. Uh, but there you go. Uh, next up, uh, some cash shuffling going on here. So Leslie Mann and Tim Robbins have pulled out of Amazon's uh, global thriller drama series, The Power. Uh, they're going to be recast. It's a 10-episode show based on a feminist sci-fi book. Um, so this is just a show that's been plagued with uh, stuff because Rain Wilson was cast at one point and left. Um, I believe at least he left due to delay because it was this was yeah it was heavily. Well, I'll, I'll, let me finish the story right. So it's heavily delayed, and that seems to be what's led to everyone because they're going to have to like reshoot like what they've shot already with new actors because uh, it's been pushed back constantly. Um, so because uh, Tim Robbins was was cast as a replacement in January 2021. And, uh... Now... I'm not sure this show's actually real. <laughs> I think it's just a money laundering scam somehow. I mean... Why? Bezos is like... <laughs> he's like the filthiest rich that 
There yeah, is. but he, he he lost a lot of money in the divorce. Uh, good for her, I suppose. <laughs> I mean, she's... So, uh, I'm I'm assuming this is this is his his scam that he's, he's pulling now just mm. to, to get some more. How is he making money out of this though exactly? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he, he's got the details figured out. I'm sure. I'm not sure how them constantly reshooting this show is like making the money, but <laughs> it's 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 paying off friends somehow. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. uh, next up, uh, so Magnum PI, the new version, got cancelled at CBS. However, there's a twist. How is there a twist? Oh, don't tell me someone picked it up. NBC and M- uh, USA Network might be saving it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, it's rare that a show gets to come back, uh, gets saved from the brink of cancellation. Uh, so. An arrangement has still been figured out, but Deadline are hearing that uh, one for new episodes to air on NBC, uh, whilst USA would run the previous seasons of the action show, um, is in the works. So, do you know what? I, I can see like a modern version of Magnum PI on USA Network. I can as well. But it's going to be NBC first, right? So yes. So it's can you see it on NBC? I can. I think you can, but it's a, it's a different show, isn't it? It's all about that. I mean, I don't know if it'll even change that much, to be honest. I mean, they've already probably not. They're probably saving it for a reason. Let's face it. Over time, like most of the networks, like CW are doing kind of their own thing, or sort of their own terrible thing. Uh, the rest of them have all sort of gravitated towards what CBS were doing. They all have all their, their cop shows, their, their medical dramas, their lawyer shows. They're, they're all doing all these things now. Yeah. The days of interest in network shows is mostly gone. So, there you C- have it. CW, the last bastion of of individuality on network TV. That, that was the takeaway I got from that. There. Uh, that's one way of looking at it. Uh, so we got one comedy that's been ordered. Uh, FX has greenlit a comedy pilot for English Teacher. Uh, which comes from executive producers Brian Jordan Alvarez and uh, Paul Sims. Uh, and the, the first guy there was worked on Will and Grace and Jane the Virgin. Second guy worked on What We Do in the Shadows in Atlanta. So some some, some okay. noble shows behind them. Uh, English teacher is a comedy about a gay high school English teacher uh, named Evan and his fellow teachers in Austin as they try to balance the competing demands of the students and their parents... In a world where the rules seem to change every day. That's personal and professional. Come on. Their students and their parents. Student, the students is personal. No, oh, students is professional. Yeah. The parents is personal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't argue that. I think that's pretty clear cut. As soon as you said they're trying to balance, I was like, yeah, I know where this is going. <laughs> I was already resigned to it. Oh, dear. I feel, I feel like... Uh... Every time personal professional comes up, we should have like a little Thanos that pops up on the screen. You know, perfectly balanced as things should be. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, are the dramas? Uh, so, the Fields, which is a book, uh, a crime thriller by Erin Young, is in the works for TV. Uh, Bruna Papandria's made-up stories, who worked on Big Little Lies uh, and Endeavor Content, uh, are, are working on this. So, yeah, uh, and 
The name is a pseudonym. It's not it's not a real name. Which isn't important, but it mentions it, so I thought I'd point it out. Uh, so, the description for the book. Uh, the field starts with a body, a young woman found dead in an Iowa cornfield on one of the few family farms still managing to compete with the giants of big agriculture. When Sergeant Riley Fisher, newly promoted to head of investigation for the Black Hawk County Sheriff's Office, arrives on the scene, an already horrific crime becomes personal <laughs> when she discovers the victim was a childhood friend connected to a dark past she thought she'd left behind. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> The investigation grows complicated as more victims are found, uh, drawn deeper in, Riley soon discovers implications far beyond her Midwest town. So, for anyone keeping score at home, uh, that's personal and professional in there, and other wording, and also a dark secret from the character's past is emerging. Where was this? Uh, it doesn't have a network yet. This is not, it's not one that's got one attached. Yeah, even worse. This I is, blame someone. This is the production company's making it, and I presume they're going to go and. Who's the production company? Uh, Rona Papandria, uh, Endeavor Content. Uh, well, screw them all. One of these. <laughs> Which takes us on to our final news story. I love that we only had three new shows at the end. But, I've still got at least three drinks. Yes. Uh, we'll see if this last one can deliver. Uh, as Fox, so... You know. 50 then, yeah. Yeah, uh, you got a chance. So Fox is developing uh, Felonous Monk. Okay, I'm in. <laughs> interesting title. I'll give it that. Yeah, one of our drama based on William uh, Codswinkle's novel uh, former uh, from writer Michael Brandon... Uh, Gersio, uh, who worked on Treadstone, which was the Bourne spin-off, which... Was that USA Network? Sounds like it was USA I Network. I remember that. Uh, was, yeah. that was that the name of the organisation in Bourne? Yeah, that was, well, it was the programme, I think, that created all oh, the... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Felidus Monk, based on the novel, is about a disgraced cop with anger issues turned monk who returns to his hometown to take care of his dead uncle's outstanding business debts and suspects foul play. Now, he's forced to abandon his serene monastery life in order to solve his uncle's murder and other homicide cases. And other. I love that. There's going to be another crime every week, just in case you were worried. Yeah. But yes, do you know what I love? Is I love that you get a fourth drink, but you got the one that we hadn't hit yet. Because there's three rules that we currently have. I'm, I'm, I'm borderline questioning if that's two in there as well. Do, do the one that you know, and then I'll, I'll, I'll well, the one, the other. Well, the one that we know here is uh, him returning to his hometown. Uh, now, it doesn't always have to be hometown per se. It could be returning to their familyhood home. But, you, know, you, you understand the spirit okay, of it. Back to their roots. Yeah, back to their roots in some way. Yeah. What was the other one you thought you saw? Well, the uncle's case is personal. Oh, okay. And then uh, other. Does that does that count as personal professional? Is, is that stretching that, it a bit? I think that's a bit of a stretch. All right. I mean, there's nothing to say you can just have another drink if you want one, if that's what you're no, interested in. No, no, no. If but... I'll do that, I'll just pick something nicer. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, I use the cheaper stuff for this because I don't want to go through the good stuff. Of course. If I meet you for another drink, I'll, I'll, I'll pour something better. Yes, yes. And, this you, is, and you often do. This is like a £12 bottle. Oh, no, it's just for about a 17 pound ball, but still cheap. So yes, it's a, it's a 
bad guy, or there's a cop who became a monk who then comes back out to become a, maybe not an active cop again, but certainly a, a private detective for his own case. Is that, I hope he's still like a monk the whole time. He's like, God damn it, I just want to do matins. I mean, it says he does other cases though, which means he must be at least become like an active PI that people go to, if not something else. Because I, I, I want him to fit in. He has to fit the case in around monastic life. He, I, I want him up at midnight to say his matins, you know, go up, do his prayers at midnight, get up, do that. And be like, right, while I'm up, I guess I'll do some investigating. Do you know what we only had three new shows? But somehow they all delivered on making you drink. That was quite And funny. one was a double. And one was a double, yes. So. Can't help themselves, can they? I don't, think so we, I don't think we get much this week, but uh, there it goes. And luckily that tangent about uh, Netflix and Disney churning out franchise content uh, probably doubled the length of this and made it more than 30 minutes long because we're at 53 minutes, and I'm okay with that. So thank you very much. we're good at chatting bollocks. Yeah. So uh, thank you for joining us. That has been this week's uh, Almost Cancel TV News. Now, we are recording this Thursday night. I don't know when I'm putting this out uh, yet, but uh, I presume it'll probably be Saturday or Sunday. So if anything big happens on the Friday, uh, we'll we'll get to it next... Well, we'll get to it next week because we're having an episode next week. But <laughs> we'll get to it maybe the week after. If you remember to go back that far. I mean, I, I mean I'll go back that far. Uh, unless like, I do the week of that episode and it's so quiet, I'm like, well, that, yeah, this is, uh, that week off, we'll go, I'll go back and see if anything interesting happened because it's, it's slim. Hey, it is summer. It is summer, so it's possible that may be the case. Uh, but hey, so let us know what you thought of the news that popped up on this episode. You can like and subscribe. Ding the bell for notifications if you want to support the content. We can do a few things. You can hit the super thanks button. Uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash TV and support us for as little as a dollar per month over there and help keep all the content coming that way. Uh, and of course, you know, uh, get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz, share, us, share, share the content around to people who might enjoy it. All the usual things that YouTubers tell you to say, like, subscribe, blah, 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 all those things. But that's us. So thank you once again for watching or listening. We always appreciate it. Keep watching TV. Have you got any vanilla? <laughs>